What's up, Slick Talkers? I want to promote a quick little thing that we're doing at Good Morning Hospitality called Good Morning Retreats. This is our first ever retreat, and we are hosting a hospitality training retreat at the Horst Schultz Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. Now, this is going to be July 8th through the 10th, and it's for operators only. So if you're a property manager and you want to actually dive into the inner workings of providing hospitality and not just the operations of your business, then this is what you need to do and sign up for. So go to goodmorningretreats.com in order to get into an intimate setting with other operators just like you. If you go to the website, you'll see the published agenda and other things around the whole retreat. We're excited to host you. And if you're going to the retreat already and you've already confirmed your spot, we can't wait to show you what we have up our sleeves for this event. Now, let's move on to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. And like always, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for choosing Slick Talk to be the podcast that you listen to today. I think, like I say in this podcast later in the episode, this is my favorite episode I've ever done. And I don't know why, but I think it's just because the overall creativity I saw with this company is insane. And I love where they're going. And I love just seeing the future in my head. I'm able to see with this company. So Go ahead, listen to the episode, tell us what you think, and listen all the way through for a little surprise for all our listeners. Um, Today's special guest is Drew Glover. He is the CEO and co-founder of Welcome. It's a welcome box for anybody who's in Airbnb, hotels, or overall wanting to enhance life experiences through curating moments. This box comes with amazing amenities such as soaps, snacks, uh, face mask, toothbrush, um, chocolate, you name it. It's got all sorts of stuff. They have over 500 items on catalog and ready to go to curate the specific moment for your season and your life. So go ahead, check out welcome, or sorry, getwelcomebox.com. You'll find out everything you need to know there. Go ahead, listen to the episode all the way through, yes, all the way through, everybody, because there's a little surprise sneak peek for you at the end. So excited. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Give Drew, if there's a applause button, give Drew Glover and welcome a huge round of applause and check out their company. If you are in the Airbnb or just overall hospitality market, go ahead and check it out at getwelcomebox.com. Hey Drew, thank you for joining the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good, good. So man, let's just kind of dive in to, I really want to just touch base on your story and welcome story. So kind of just give us the overall creative thought on kind of like your background, you know, are you an entrepreneur before kind of what's, what's the deal with you, man? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks again for having me. Uh, super excited to be on and a big fan of your podcast. Um, Thank you. Yeah. In, instead, in terms of in terms of what Welcome's really doing today is we're doing a few things. Um, we are 
Um, the, really, the main crux of what we do today is we are a subscription hospitality box for short-term renters to gift to their guests upon arrival. Um, yes, sir. And when I say gift, when I say gift to your guests, what I really mean is um, really provide a, a really incredible moment as individuals arrive to their Airbnb and trying to elevate that moment. Um, mm-hmm. Welcome also focuses on a few other things. You know, really, we're big believers in elevating experiences in life's most vulnerable moments, essentially through brand partnership and, and, and product discovery. So we also work with really large companies, anywhere from hotels to large property management companies, all the way to kind of short term and long term um, long term rental opportunities for those individuals to and those companies to be able to offer and elevate those specific, specific moments as well. Perfect. So not, not to be making a pun or anything, but your guys are kind of thinking outside the box by using a box. Yes. Yes. No, I, I like that. Um, so yeah, we, we essentially utilize the box as the vessel, but really mm-hmm. everything inside the vessel is, is kind of obsessively curated to, um, to, to really match up with our hosts and also match up with the different companies we work with. So for example, we'll work with a company and they'll tell us all about their guests and the whole look and feel and vibe of the space they're trying to enhance. And then we will actually curate our boxes based on the type of experience they're trying to deliver to their guests. Um, I I guess something we always kind of playfully say is we're trying to offer um, the guests the hotel experience without necessarily giving um, them the hotel. Okay, perfect. So for the listeners out there, like this box is more... It's more of an amenity box. There's snacks, there's soaps, there's toothbrushes, there's, you know, curated, like you said, curated amenities in this box that either relate to the season, the hotel, the brand, uh, whatever that may be for these specific um, travelers. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, our typical box is split down the middle between, call it bathroom amenities and the other half being on-the-go snacks, really trying to and and um and make it so those travelers at the end of a long day can kind of be able to solve for a few things and the first one being hunger and the second one being you know just feeling dirty and kind of jet lagged and wanting to clean up um however we we also do kind of offer the ability to to take advantage of other box experiences as well as what i said with other companies if some one of our one of our clients just wants snacks and we're more than willing to be flexible there but um again really trying to match up the experience to our clients experience um, because we want to make sure that they're enhancing that experience and they're not just offering something that's a little off brand. So yeah, you guys are pretty much elevating the moments of an everyday life of a traveler, uh, but not, not just in hospitality, you're elevating moments of anticipating their needs, which I really, I think the reason why this is one of my favorite episodes and actually I think, yeah, I'm going to claim it. This is my favorite episode because (laughs) of I've been doing hospitality for a little bit and I've seen a lot of different properties and, you know, different niches inside of the hospitality industry. And you guys really follow the fundamentals. You're anticipating the the guest needs, your, you know, your first impression, which is huge. You know, hoteliers say, you know, you have seven seconds to win over your guest. Um, whether that's with music in the lobby or, you know, good amenities or, you know, just a smile and a, a hello. Um, you're really staying with the fundamentals, but then also creating something a little creative with branding, partnership, and 
really a beautiful way of marketing. Yeah, thanks. You know, the, the whole company really was born out of the idea of first impressions are everything. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, that's everything from meeting some someone for the first time all the way to um, welcoming someone into your house for the 20th time. But um, every single time someone comes to your hotel, every single time someone comes to your house, every single time you meet someone, even if you met them before, it's another opportunity for a first impression. And so we are just big believers that, you know, you should always be trying to elevate that first impression um, through, you know, essentially all the different senses that people crave, right? If that is... um, if that is simply happiness, if that's joy, if that's comfort, if that's relief, um, we just really want to give everyone the opportunity to, um, to take advantage of that. And again, we want our clients to be able to offer that because that's an amazing feeling in itself is to know that you're making, you're, you're really, you're, you're, you're keeping your guests happy, um, that you know that they're having a great stay. And then for the guest side, of course, it's something that is just so unexpected and we always play around. I come from a design background and one, one words we always throw around are surprise and delight. Like as long uh-huh. as you can stick to those two, those two words and make sure that you're preaching it and pushing it and everything you do from a design standpoint, then um, mo- more often than not, folks are going to be incredibly, incredibly happy with the end, with the end experience. I couldn't agree more with that. And also from, from what I've learned in my time in the industry, just with hotels and Airbnbs and all that stuff, you're really adding value to that guest, um, whether they're there for uh, a wedding, a memorial, a quick last minute trip. Um, you know, obviously their their money and time to, of course, stay with you and to pick you and to pay for your product and service um, is huge alone. But to add a little bit of more value to their dollar that they're spending by staying with you for the one, three, five, maybe six, seven nights. Um, really, I personally, not only would I be satisfied with the little snack when I get to my hotel or Airbnb, but I feel like my dollar, you know, has spread more than just a place to lay my head or a place to shower before I go out and do my activities. Totally, totally. And, and, and I mean, one thing that one thing that's, that's incredible about first impressions, which you only really start thinking about what you think about something that's so simple as, as a first impression, you really start diving into all the different ends of it. And mm-hmm. as great as it makes you feel upon entry or, or upon the, the opening that box for the first time or, you know, getting that soap or that snack that's like immediate relief. Um, the other amazing thing about it is it lasts forever. Um, you're always going to remember that time that person did that thing when you met them for the first time. It's this like punch of, of like, you know, surprise and delight that hits you. And it always kind of leaves this lasting mark. So we're just really obsessed with that at Welcome um, and, and really just trying to make sure that we help not only our clients, but also really all hosts out there as well. Yeah. Um, really, really helping them take advantage of that moment and not take it for granted. Um you know, one thing we, we've seen in this, especially the short-term rental market, is a lot of these hosts, they see it as a way to earn extra income. Mm-hmm. And it's a very reactive thing. They're saying, you know what? I have space. Let me throw it up on Airbnb. What they forget a lot of the time is they're not only opening up their space, but they're becoming a small, a very, very small, in this particular example, a small hotel. Yeah. And there's certain expectations that come with that. And we always talk about when you think about 
going on Airbnb or VRBO or turnkey, mm-hmm. you of course can see these photos, but the one thing it's lacking is a standard. That's one thing a ho- hotels always have, right? You know, um, is you always know what you're going to get because exactly. they're so hyper obsessed about the brand and what they're delivering, right? When you go to a W hotel, you know exactly the vibe you're going to get. Exactly. Um, but that's one thing you just can't get today when the, in the short term um, rental market. So that's something we're also trying to help with is just make it so that when people are not just arriving, but also booking there is a much higher likelihood that they are going to not only they're going to be able to get exactly what they see through those through that photography or through the explanation or the description of that specific space no totally like that's uh kind of what you were you were saying like i stay at marriott often because i know the brand is consistent and i know the brand is good i know what i'm going to get out of it um and for me as like an entrepreneurial business standpoint and point of view what I really, I think the more we dive into welcome itself, not just like the box and its look and the, like the mission of it, of enhancing moments and everything else, but like you're really a white label marketing concept or tool for these properties, whether it's an Airbnb, VRBO, a Marriott, an independent boutique hotel, whatever it may be, you're really able to not only have your brand and logo, but also be a white label for theirs. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. For, for us, you know, our ultimate goal and you kind of hit the nail on the head there is to essentially become that marketing platform. Um, you know, today we're in this maker revolution where everyone can make whatever they want. They can invent whatever they want. If they have an idea, they can make it come to reality. You know, we talk about websites like Alibaba. We talk about uh-huh. immediate access to be able to build prototypes today. Um, one thing we saw when we were building Welcome is that there's, there's this incredible opportunity to work with thousands of different brands that are trying to make a mark on this world. So what we do is we don't just, you know, put the bat signal out and say, all, you know, all brands come to us and we'll accept you. Exactly. We go out and we look for brands that we know have beautiful packaging that are environmentally safe that yeah. uh, have been like thought about time and time again and you can tell they went to thousands of different prototypes before they landed on that one that they've begun to sell and 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 we know that there are all these brands and and products are looking for really creative ways to market so really you know what we focus on um on a daily basis is how can we connect really amazing up-and-coming brands to um really great businesses that are trying to create that standard and bring them together to elevate moments that are incredibly important to their guests. And again, like we talk about maybe that's, you know, getting a membership at a gym. Maybe it's, maybe it's, um, it's that, that moment where you sign up to be a Bonvoy member at Marriott, or maybe it's just waiting on your bed when you walk into your room. But, you know, we work with all of our clients to understand what those moments are. And we sometimes work with them to uncover the moments they didn't know existed so we can help elevate them. That's perfect. And I, I think a thing that I kind of preach to my my team at the hotel here in Seaside and to any hotelier, like I have a few people that I, you know, mentor and kind of guide through the hospitality industry. And even through this podcast alone, like we have, you know, over 1600 listeners that listen to, uh, to the episodes. And so what I always preach is, you know, setting a standard. Um, when I was going through basic training in AIT for the Army, 
uh, I had a platoon sergeant who I remember this like to my core. I can't forget this day. I, every time I think about it, I feel like I'm there. And it's he said, you know, the army gives us a specific standard of here. Why do we why do we settle for that? Why don't we set it higher? We know we're capable of more. We know we're capable to exceed and to you know thrive and to outshine this lame, not lame, obviously, but this you know basic standard of acceptance for whether it's brand or you know this is going into it. But as that was his goal, that was his his uh, his slogan that you know became our mission was to set the standard. And I think you know as we're tying back into into welcome. Honestly, this is, I kind of posted on social media that you guys are really taking, you know, your piece of the pie of hospitality and the industry in general. But really, I think you guys are coming in and setting a standard. Now, hosts that, you know, I remember when my parents first became, you know, Airbnb hosts and all that other stuff. And I started to teach them like, hey, this is, you know, a standard that your guests are going to have. Um and I think you guys doing what you're doing is really going to set that standard for up and coming brands and generations of Airbnb and, and everybody else. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we purposely created a company that could, could frankly be, it could be copied right by a million people. There's, there's no tech that, that makes it. So we built this wall up where it's impenetrable and no one else can do it. I mean, uh-huh. for us, we are trying to lead by example. I mean, we, 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 of course, we can get frustrated at times when people say, we'll just do it ourselves. But other times we like almost want to give each other a high five because we're like, okay, well, they weren't thinking about it before. And after talking to us, they decided to actually double down on customer experience. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something where, you know, this is the future. Um, but, you know, as things change in different industries, one thing that should never change is you know, the level of the standard. And, you know, you talk about your experience from your, your sergeant, where I, I think about, I just think about something as simple as grade, grade point average, right? We yeah. always call a, a C, like that's average. We all know that like, you have to get an A to get into Harvard, but a C is average, right? There's these like different titles that we put on things and they really don't mean anything, right? So, for us, it's it's always thinking about in that Airbnb mindset of, you know, they never design anything on Airbnb's website or anything from a physical experience around a five-star experience. They're always like notoriously known for designing starting at 11 star. And you could probably go and listen to um, Brian Chesky, um, one of the co-founders, but he always talks about how whenever they think about building anything, they say, let's, let's think about the 11 star experience. Mm-hmm. And that could be as crazy as like, you know, you know, if you're if you're a golf fan or better, if you're a basketball fan, that could be LeBron James picking you up from the airport and taking you on a helicopter and landing you directly in front of your uh, your Airbnb. And that being like the best like entry experience for an Airbnb. And then they'll start there and then they'll dial back to five. But by okay. knowing what 11 is, then they always know that they need to always be striving for more. And we kind of adopted that and thinking about welcome is like, we can't be thinking about what the world expects the average to be. We need to always be thinking about something greater. And that's, that's just something that we don't want to be lost at, at during this incredible um, kind of like rental industry transition is happening. 
No, that's that's beautiful. Um, with kind of like what you were you were saying, because your first impressions are everything, especially done right. But um, I bet you can attest to this and probably have many testimonies on it. But I would bet that let's say somebody gets a welcome box or a host gets their you know their monthly subscription uh, from you guys. Um, you guys start to build a relationship. Am I, am I wrong? Because I feel like with an impression, especially that good, you're going to start building relationships, not only with the host, but possibly the guests that were just blown away or with your clients as you dive deeper and dive deeper and dive deeper into creating that experience and that first impression. Yeah, definitely. And you know, that's, that's, that's always been, it's been a challenge for us since the very beginning of you know, we have this incredible opportunity to build a relationship with the guests, but because mm-hmm. our business is, is frankly not a, a business to business business, it's a business to business to guest business or think yeah. B2B to C where we sell to the host um, who is the business and then they gift it to their guests. So we're always one remove from the guest. You know, one, one change that we have made um, that we're actually just fin- finishing up our pilot with is essentially because we, d- we consider ourselves a discovery platform because of the uh-huh. brands that we're putting and curating in these boxes. So we essentially have made it so if anybody wants to redeem, um, which redeem any like really large discounts or, or we call it like gift redemptions that come within the box, every product we have in the box comes with a large, large discount. If you, wow. are, if you really love it, you want to purchase it online. So we make it so the only way they can redeem that discount is actually coming to one of our websites, which we have landing pages for all the different types of boxes we have. Well, so you are correct because you are, you know, business to host to guest. But I would also say, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I think you're guys, not only are you creating relationships with these businesses that you're selling, but you're really forming and starting off appropriately that relationship with the guest and host so so those relationships in general i'm pretty sure as you know because can you tell us how long have you guys been open and operating and going on yeah well, we're still really young um you know the business has been around uh, or the, the idea started around a year and some change ago however we launched a little over five months ago um so we, we knew that you know, when we launched, it was, it was something where we were going to have to hit the ground running pretty quick. So, yeah, you know, we, we, we launched the website and the website was purely again, just, um, direct to individual hosts and that did really well. Um, but we also wanted to make sure we took advantage of some, you know, outside opportunities of working directly. Any kind of harm to another human being, whether it's male or female, you should have that it shouldn't be like a something that you have swept under the rug that should be known. Right. So it was very frustrating when I found that out. But like I said, Don does not take no for an answer and he's going to continue to push this. It's so awesome every day on our team, Tina page, he'll post, Hey, I talked to this state or this city and you know, they're going to pass this or they're going to vote on it and this and it's just so awesome there's so many different states that are hearing about it and a lot of them are trying to pass it whether it's not in this session it might be in the next session so if it doesn't happen this session too bad but it can happen in the next one and i'm very hopeful for that so yeah through the miss america organization i really really push tina's law and that if i am the next miss washington and i go to miss america 
like what a platform to have because I get exactly. to, I get to share this at the Miss America stage where millions of viewers and millions of people are watching you and they want to know your story and they want to know your why. And so I will be always talking about Tina's law and how important it is because had we known Eric, the man that killed my cousin Jessica, was so violent or even if he was placed on a registry, there were so many different things that could have been taken into place and into action because if he was on this registry, meaning maybe he's had a felony, all of these things come into play, he probably wouldn't have had access to a gun. And the gun in this situation is what had killed Jessica. So there's just so many things that come into play with this. And I think it's super, super, super important to have that national registry just because I want to know who's doing what. Just It's the same exact thing as having a sex offender registry. So you know who you're living around, who you're dating, who you're inviting to your barbecues. Like you just need to know these things. And I feel like it should be public information. Yeah, especially like who you have around your kids, you know, maybe for one thing, like that's pretty important. I want to know who's around my nieces and my nephew and my brother, my sister, you know, I want to know that kind of stuff. So I definitely, definitely 100% agree with you on that. Right. Um, to top off the episode, um, I'm going to hit you with two things. Okay. Can you, um, one, after this episode, I want you to send me the link to every single thing that um, any of the listeners over 800 or sorry, not 800, 1800 listeners can go to if they want to help or support or um, even just, you know, participate and become part of the community, share their story. Um, send me a link to everything because I'll post it in the description for this podcast. And then also, um, will you tell us those links right now? Like, where can people go to see your Miss, uh, Miss America story, your Stop the Silence, everything? I want to know it all. Okay. So we can, we have a Facebook page. We have a public one, and then we have a group one for our volunteers and board members. Um, if you are in the area and want to be a part of that, we are so open um, and welcoming. But the um, open one to everyone in the public, it's called doo, 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 Stop the Silence healing hearts and changing lives with music. So the logo will be also on the cover of this podcast on the right hand corner. It's like the purple guitar and it has the wording there. Um, that's where we share all of our event pages, all of our, all of the stuff that's going on with our stop to silence community. My Miss Washington title holder or my Miss America title holder page is Miss Liberty Wa, like WA for Washington on Facebook and Instagram and you can follow those and keep up with what I'm doing and how I'm sharing stories and how I continue to push my Stop the Silence platform. Um, so those are basically what we use. We use Facebook um, for the most part and then we have, we're working on a website, but um, for the most part, everything will be on Facebook. Awesome. Well, um, I will put links in the podcast on every platform is going to be on different uh 10 different platforms for all the listeners that know um google podcast spotify um apple podcast plus many more plus my website slicktalkthepodcast.com it will be on there um me and gabby have also talked about you know starting my own um nonprofit organization for uh, uh survivors um and so stay tuned for more of that because i've never done it but i have many <laughs> friends that have um 
needed help to get out of a bad situation, whether it was abusive relationship or um, something within that standpoint. And so being able to provide uh, to go bags and other, um, you know, connections for people to get to safety um, is kind of my mission and goal. So um, I plan to work on that with Gabby. And so I just want to say thank you so much, Gabby, for just being an inspiration to the men and women out there and to all the listeners. I swear to God, you guys, please go check out all her stuff. Um, this is a big thing, I think, that with enough people behind, uh, it will be unstoppable and it can't, can't be uh, unnoticed. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you so much for having me on today and letting me share my story and just talk and talk and talk about this. But I feel like I could talk about this forever. <laughs> well, I love it. And it was great. So stay tuned, you guys. And um, Gabby and I, of course, will give updates. She'll give me updates. and I'll link everything in below so you can follow personally and send her some love, share your stories and let's all grow as a community. Right. And if you do have any stories that you want to share and want to talk about, um, and are open to talking about with me and you maybe want to share it um, on my Miss Liberty page. I'm so open to that. So please reach out to me um, via Facebook, via Instagram, whatever, and we can set something up because I am passionate about being the voice and that's what Stop the Silence is or stopping the uncomfortable silence around this. So please reach out to me so we can talk. Awesome. Uh, Before we go, go, do you have like an inspirational quote or piece of advice that you give to anybody that's listening right now? maybe is going through a horrible time emotionally or physically with an abusive situation. Um, anything that you would love to say? Yes. Um, so I, being myself, I was also in an emotionally abusive relationship. Um, and one quote after I got myself out of the relationship, because you tend to look back and question why, 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 like why this, why that um, is love is blinding and essentially I think that speaks volumes and you can let that speak whatever volumes to you to you that it means or that whatever you want to make it so I think love is extremely blinding and when you are in that situation everyone on the outside can tell you you're in that situation but until you realize it yourself you are not going to understand so please 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 reach out to people be very open and honest about your relationship if you see any red flags because Those people that love you and surround you and support you are going to be the ones to help you get out of the situation. Any red flags, like even if you think it's silly, please reach out to someone, ask for advice, ask for help. There are so many different different resources. There are hotlines, there are websites, there are shelters, there are homes. Please know that you are not alone and that you can get yourself out of the situation and that it is not your fault. Don't ever blame yourself. And with time and with courage, you will get out of that situation. Amen. All right. Well, that's it for today's Slick Talk. Go ahead and check out the website and you'll see all the links in the description below. Thank you, Gabby. And we will talk very soon. Thanks, Will. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Comes and checks in, and that that front desk agent is grumpy and obtuse and and rude. Then they're very unlikely to come back. They're very unlikely to leave a positive review. They're very unlikely to tell their friends. So. 
to me, the front desk staff, the reservationists, the, the maintenance crew, the housekeeping, all of those people are part of the marketing team. And I think more and more properties should spend the time to educate those folks as part of their ongoing training on the important role they play when it comes to marketing the property. I couldn't agree more. And it goes kind of like right back into what you were saying, you know, getting the marketing team out of their, their office. Yeah. Uh, we have a saying at my property that, you know, actions speak louder than manager meetings. Manager <laughs> meetings are great. Um, they help us. They're, you know, as a, as a leadership staff, it's definitely, I'm not discrediting them, but, um, you know, we can have so many of them and kind of get caught up in the, the role of the meeting and just kind of the, the routine yeah. versus actually implementing the actions, actually telling your team, you know, what the vision is and communicating the vision properly to where they can then go out and spread it themselves. It's kind of, I look at like the 12 disciples, you know, you got to sell the vision, get them to do it and then have them go out and speak and, and yeah. go do that. So, and it's also, you get more respect, you get more, um, I guess your team is more willing to be on your side than if, you know, they see you on the ground so, dealing yeah. with the guests. Yeah, and you know sure. they're more willing to go to battle for you um, when it's appropriate than they are if they're just trained to work the front desk, check-ins, check-outs, uh, guest relation questions, and all that other stuff, and then just go home. Uh, versus you know they're they're given a passion, they're given an example of what it looks like to to lead from the front line instead yeah. of the back. Yeah, and you can always tell. I mean, just reading reviews or the first time you step on a property, you can always tell what type of manager that there is there or management team there is there. There's, you know, there's folks that will will lead by example exactly like you're describing, where they're out and they have their finger on the pulse of the guest and they're talking to the guest with a smile on their face and, you know, engaging in conversation because that that's how you learn about the the, the good things you're doing, the bad things you're doing, and what you need to change. Um, but then there's other managers that sit in their office all day looking at spreadsheets and P&Ls and, you know, they don't have a clue about what's going on. And, and you can, it's a very different vibe because that trickles down to every staff member. You can tell if a front desk person is engaged and happy and, and felt, feels like they're led by someone in the hospitality industry because it, it, it just exudes from them. But the folks that are just very mundane and they go through the routine and they they just they don't make eye contact and they don't have a smile, yeah. just the simple things. It always comes down to leadership because um, at well, the end of the day, it's either they weren't trained or they were the wrong person to be hired. Either way, it's a leadership problem and it's fixable exactly. if you just get away from the spreadsheets and go and shake hands with the guests and, sh and show by example how to be hospitable, how to be an innkeeper. Well, and also have to, you know, get behind the desk and do the job and yeah, do what's sure. needed to, to make. Um, I also love the, because with our property, one of our maintenance guys is actually being trained in night audit. And this is like his first time with guest relations and guest service. So I think it's, it's really important also to, like, kind of like we talked about prior to this episode, is the collaboration between um, between departments and different, mm -hmm. um, different teams of the hotel yep. in order to... Because now my night auditor has the ability to fix the TV, fix the fireplace, fix the other tub because he knows that, but then also relate on a human level where, mm -hmm. you know, he's not just a maintenance guy who's coming in um, to fix something and is out the door. He's actually able to hold a conversation and, you know, yeah. make things right as a human. Um, so I think it's 
definitely important. Obviously, not everybody is going to be, um, you know, be able to be cross trained at a hotel. But I think having the collaboration, like you said, you know, getting everybody a little bit of training on how to talk to people and how to handle either, you know, stressful situations with guests or even just the overall good, pleasant conversation it takes to, to, to carry on while you're, you know, fixing the AC or doing something in, into the room um, or even silver service with the hotel or the, the housekeeping team. Mm-hmm. It just it all comes down to the little touches, I think. It is. It's the small details and it's those human interactions. You look at any review platform out there and the reviews that are on the either extreme, either the, the, the really positive or the really negative, almost always reference an interaction with a person. You know, either Definitely. the front desk staff were really rude and grumpy or the front desk staff were really helpful and nice and answered all my questions. Those are those are what drive the extremes, you know. So every interaction every staff member has, whether that is the, the housekeeper or the maintenance person or the front desk or the GM, it doesn't matter. Every interaction you have with every guest is an opportunity to build loyalty, to improve the relationship or to destroy the relationship, you know. So you've got to make sure every every interaction ends up positively influencing the outcome and uh it's it's not that hard you know it's treating people how they want to be treated being friendly being empathetic you know it's it's basic human nature it's easy to do but you've got to step out of your day-to-day grind because it's easy when you're a maintenance person that's got to go and fix seven things on your to-do list to try to rush through that and, and, you know, get to the next one as quickly as possible. And you can come across a little rude when you do that, but take that extra mm-hmm. minute or two minutes or three minutes. One, you'll have a better day, but two, that person is more likely to come back and, and stay with you. We, we always say one of the things we, we tell our clients is your, your best next guest is the person that's currently on property right now. And the next Correct. best guest after them is their friends and family because they tend to be right. they tend to hang out in tribes of similar people who are obviously going to match up well with your property because this person already selected you. So you should be doing everything you can to to encourage that guest to come and stay with you again and to go and spread the positive sentiment with their network of friends both online and in real life. If you do that, then it, it's it's 50% of the battle in terms of driving direct bookings because now you've got this ongoing influx of new business coming back and again and again and again. And they're more likely to book direct because they already have that established relationship with you. So, you know, that that one conversation with with each guest, one interaction with every guest that comes in the door that's positive and encourages them to come back, encourages them to book direct, encourages them to leave a positive review. Every one interaction you have is going to save you dollars you know, thousands and thousands of dollars on your marketing budget because you're doing the hard work already. You're making connections yeah, and, with real people. And you, yeah, you don't need to attract new guests. You already have enough that are right. coming back and wanting to stay more. And it's crazy because coming from the front desk side, like that's where I rose from the ranks was the front desk. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's, you know, in that moment when you have a line at the door and you're trying to just rush the check-in, it yep. seems like a very long time. Yeah. But when you actually take the extra 30 seconds to say, hey, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, I noticed that you um, brought your dog. Totally awesome. I love the whatever, you know, type of breed it is. And then you, you go out of your way, just add, you know, a little bit extra off the script. 
yep. and then just kind of you know whatever it is and add an extra you know word that you know and a, a tone to your voice that can really flip it around and make the rush and you know make it seem like it's a smooth transaction but not also rushing the guests as well to get out of your face yeah it's what you know it's the very minimal thing you can do and it's very it feels like a long time and trust me i've been there but it's really not it was 30 seconds maybe yeah and so and and like you said i love how because you know you're not spending as much money on the marketing budget to get new guests and to turn them into loyal guests you already have enough loyal guests that are advocates for you so mm -hmm. that's when it becomes like you said everyone is the marketing team everyone yeah. is the voice of the property everyone is the brand and especially with boutiques, you know, um, versus a Holiday Inn or uh, you know, a Best Western that has a bunch of brand marketing power behind them, you get to make the make the brand unique and make that brand, you know, make the budgeting dollars work for you in a real big way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we did an episode of the podcast. Uh, it was probably a year and a half ago now, but I think it was episode eighty-one where it was the top ten ways to drive direct bookings in twenty eighteen. And, and what we did is it was kind of a fun exercise where there's four of us on the show and we each went and wrote down our top 10 and then we kind of negotiated through it. So we all said what our number 10 was and, and justified it and we went up from 10 to 1. And my number one way to drive direct bookings, the thing you can invest in more than anything else, and, and I still stand by this, everyone else kind of debated it because they were talking about, oh, you've got to have a frictionless mobile website and you know, email marketing and all this stuff that people traditionally think of as marketing. But my number one to this day is investing in people at the property. Because if you do that right, the rest is going to take care of itself. If you do that wrong, then no amount of money you can spend is going to keep you sustainable as a business. You've got to sure, hire the right people and train them the right way. That's the most important thing you can do. I love that you just said that. That is literally our, oh gosh, I, I love it. That was perfect. That, that is literally my favorite way and the only way I think that you can really make it work in the top 10 ways for direct bookings. Yep. And like you said, part of the training them the right way is training them to care. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if they don't care, you can't train that, but they have to have some kind of you know, self-reflection of saying, okay, I do care about people. I do care about this job. I do care about, you know, this team or whatever it is. Um, you know, so training them to care, but also training them to be direct and not, you know, beat around the bush when it comes to guests saying like, if you know that the guest checked in and they booked on booking.com or Expedia or hotels.com or whatever it is, when they check out, say, Hey, I saw that you booked on this. We would love to get you to book us directly. Here's my card. Please feel free to call me anytime you feel like you want to come back. And yeah. just literally just be honest and open with it. Yeah. Because like you said, then there's just another opportunity that that staff member has given the guests to connect with them. Yeah. So they've opened up the door again. And so I, I, I love that you just said that because it's literally our, our mission. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's all about personal relationships. And when you do that, when you Definitely. have an authentic conversation with a guest and, and, and it is, it has to come from an authentic place. You have to mean it. You know, and you touched on this earlier with Ritz Carlton, where they used to do the cards with the three things, and it became really unauthentic because you yeah. cannot scale authenticity. It's impossible, right? You you can't find a me mechanism to duplicate authenticity and keep it authentic. It's it's just it takes away from the essence of what being authentic means. So, 
genuinely caring about not just you know the property but more importantly the guest and why yeah. explaining to them hey i'd love for you to book direct you know it helps us as a property because we don't have to pay commissions but more importantly here are some things that it will help you with you know maybe you offer some incentives for that hey we'll give you faster wi-fi we'll give you free parking or free breakfast or we'll give you some incentive we'll give you like hilton does we'll give you free bottle of water if you book direct so Here's yeah. the value proposition that we extend to you if you're booking direct. And maybe even extend yeah. that to, to I've seen, got some properties that do this where they have a, you know, they publish this on their website. If you book direct, there's the, here's all the incentives. Um, but when someone checks in, the last thing you want to do is make them feel bad or make them feel like they didn't follow the rules or that they did something. No, definitely. Wrong, right? So they check in and they book through Expedia, maybe have that conversation. Hey, just so you know, we see you book through Expedia. We'd really appreciate if you book direct. But just because this is your because this is the first time, we're going to extend to you all these things that we typically give to direct bookers. And if you want that next Definitely. time, go ahead and book direct again. So you can use you know, psychology and, and marketing strategies like that to help. But it, at the end of the day, it comes down to having personal conversations with individuals and, and connecting with them on a human level. If you do that, then the rest of it kind of falls in place. But you, it starts with having the right staff that aren't just reading a script that genuinely care about the property and the people that come and stay there. Definitely. Couldn't agree more. And we always, for to wrap it up, we always offer our guests, you know, say, hey, book directly next time. Not only will you get these incentives like free Wi-Fi or whatever else, but you also get 15% off. And you just call us. We have all your information ready, so it's the easiest booking process you'll ever have to do. Yep. And that usually like, you know, I would say nine out of 10 times works. Yeah. And so um, I couldn't agree more on your, your theology on, on all this. Yeah. So, and, it, um, and it's all done one guest at a time. I think that's what oh, everyone yeah. forgets, right? Everyone tries to create these scalable mechanisms yes. to, to, to capture everyone all at once. It's like, that's not how, this is hand to hand. This is hospitality. You're an innkeeper. Treat everyone like their family one time, one at a time. And over time, that compounds, and that's how you build success, sustainable success. Yes, couldn't agree more. Well, um, Stuart, we're getting on that time. And uh, so for all the listeners out there, I guess, where can they find Fuel, um, uh, the podcast? What, uh, you know, what website should they go to? What platform for the podcast should they listen on? Kind of more information on how they can get in touch with you guys, maybe sure. uh, listen to a couple episodes. Yeah, so you know, our mothership is fueltravel.com, and that's where you'll learn about our marketing services and our, our software, like our mobile booking engine and, and the mobile app and the other tools that we have out there. But really, we're in the business of trying to help the hospitality industry, and, and we do that through education. So the podcast, you can find anywhere you listen to What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.